Hello and welcome to 52 Lists. I'm Maria Seal, the author of the 52 List series, and today on our first epic episode, we have the one, the only, Alison Faulkner. Beautiful. Um, let me just do your professional intro really quick. Oh my gosh, yes. Alison Faulkner <laughs> is a branding and events expert host of the podcast Awesome with Allison, a top 100 health and wellness podcast, consultant for Fortune 500 companies, writer, speaker, artist, self-proclaimed nonsense dancer, author, <laughs> and CEO of Allison's Brand School, partnering with Microsoft and Alaska Airlines, among others. Allison is obsessed with her kids, husband, family, and friends, and I'm obsessed with her. Welcome to the table, Allison. So excited. I just feel like people need to understand that we've actually only hung out in person like twice, once? Yeah, twice? I guess. <laughs> once or twice. One time you came and hang out at my very first storefront. We I just, remember that very vividly. After Which, hours chilling. And it was such a beautiful space. Thank you. And I just remember thinking like how cool you were and how good at life you were. <laughs> You just were so nice to me. You hung out with me. And, um, I mean, I know it sounds like I have a low bar, but no, I don't. Like, <laughs> you, you were kind to me. And I was indebted. No, it just was, it was so cool. So I've just loved watching you just be awesome at being you for a long time. Mm, thank um, you. And likewise. I think it's awesome because we're immediately on the same page of nonsense and insanity. And so people would think like, oh, they talk all the time. It's like, no, we haven't talked in like five years, but it's the same page. <laughs> yeah, we are just, we are both chaos monsters who sometimes know how to harness it and hopefully do something good with it. Oh that's, my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, I right? love that. That's you and me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We're similar Let's spirits. Be- I, I, I love this new, I've been saying a lot lately, I'm a free agent of chaos because I don't have my office space. I don't have full t- full-time employees anymore like I used to. And yep. I'm just like feeling like yeah. free, but I also really like chaos monsters. So I think we could. <laughs> they parallel each other. They are best they friends. They skip and hold hands down the yeah, street. Monsters may be a little more accurate. <laughs> yeah. <me>. So, okay. <laughs> so at, at the biggest point. The biggest, uh, if the capitalist world were declaring you were at your height, how big was your staff? Or how big was like the community of people, of volunteers and the whole shebang that you had going? I had like four full-time employees, but then I had like 15 to 20 like, uh, like coaches, consultants, like people who I'd bring in staff to travel with and partner with for consulting for Allison's brand school. I mean, yeah, it's it's always been in flux. So I never had like a huge team, but did have an office space for a long time. And you and I were kind of joking about this. I've I've had, you know, a lot of time to reflect on this. I think you and I are very much a product of the era of we didn't know what we were building because there wasn't no. a model. There <laughs> no. was no model, but there was no model. But yet there was also a little bit of this like unsaid model where it was like, 
oh, you're going to make it, okay, you're going to get this audience online. Well, what are you going to do with it now? Now you're going to be a boss and you're going to have an office space and you're going to have employees because you don't just want to be some billboard. That's my underlying Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I very much early on was like, okay, I got this following. I blogged, I, I shared, I did DIYs. And then it was like, but I don't want to be a billboard. So I started yeah. doing events and coaching and all of these other things. But also you're an online personality, but also we're not here. Just do whatever you want. I mean, there's, there's a lot. So there's a lot of us who I think kind of went that whole, like, I've got a studio now. I've got employees now. I've got a I built out of space. Yeah. The, yeah. You st- it's like starting with, I don't know. We both grew up in religious cultures. Yeah. Uh, there were expectations for us as humans who were born with boobies and vaginas. Uh, we were, you know, raised to be good, good, sweet, nice, friendly, fun people. And also told like, but just like, don't go beyond this cap. And then what I think is so amazing about our community of bloggers and early on influencers in the early 2010s is that we were fighting against that message of like, what, like, how dare you hold us back? Like if we, if we speak in the language of religiosity, we are all made in the image of God. Why can't we all rise up together? I am no longer religious anymore, but I still believe in that message of like, we're all equal. And so we all should rise up together. So I think we were all pushing that mold together. And because it was all of our first times doing that, of course, it got a little toxic and we maybe went a little too hard on ourselves. Uh, and it just, it, it got so messy. And I don't know if this is like for you, but I, so I took a big break. I, I wrote my book at the end of 2020 and then I, my body shut down. I yeah. had actually truly a psychotic break. So yeah. took a break, had a psychotic break, <laughs> a little bit you're like, that's so great. You took time. I'm like, what <laughs> She wasn't okay. So that happened. And in that time, in that space away, post 2020, post, you know, the online world kind of doing its thing, coming back to, I have this book now. I have a message. I, I've always had a message. How do I want to show up? What do I want it to look like? What is what can I give in a sustainable, because yeah. that's like the new word for me, right? It's like, yeah. what's sustainable? Yeah. Like this, this churning, 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 churning isn't sustainable. No. And it's not kind. It's not compassionate. No. I don't want to model it, let alone do it. Right. Um, coming from that, realizing how many relationships, friendships I had that were just all tied together with the online world. Um it's pretty mind blowing because so many relationships and friendships and things that I, I thought were <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought they were one way, but they had a lot of conditions on them mm-hmm. yeah. um, because, because of the nature. And it's not because people are just terrible, but it's everybody approaches a, a relationship and a business relationship in a different way. You yep. have different expectations to the table. Yep. And I do feel like a, a place that you and I can sit is we can identify and relate to like 14-year-old and 15-year-old right now. And here's why I say that. Our realities were so tied to online and in-person in a way that 14 or 15-year-olds, 
that is their realities right now. Mm -hmm. What's online reality? What's in-person reality? And it's in a way most adults or most parents, they can't relate to it because they have not lived with their actual identity livelihood being tied into this online world. Mm -hmm. Um, So it does put us in like, I think a really powerful, interesting place. It's kind of like, I feel like we're sitting in a like, where's this going to go next? Yeah. I feel like we're very much in flux right now. Yeah, it is a it is a weird. It's a weird place because it's like yeah. we're in a we're in, in a global uh everything comes crashing down trying to rebuild again. We're in a yeah. digital world of everything comes crashing down trying to rebuild again. It's at a manic pace right now with TikTok. It is Oh, manic. Yes. Manic uh, is the best word. And hey, it takes one to know one. That yeah. is manic. That's yeah. what it is. We know because that was what the 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 existence we had to live in in every single thing that we were building. We started with a blogging platform that was slow and we had a long story to tell. And then with photography, we need to add in photo. And then we need to do more in-person things. And then we need to do live events. And then we need to build physical spaces. And now we need to build a team. Oh, and it has to keep growing. Like, that is mania. Uh, yeah. And we're at a weird cultural tipping point that I am so excited to see blow up. What is next? Same. What's Same. next? You know what's going to be next? Sleeping. Whatever you and I decide to do. Yeah. Revolutionaries. People are just being real and raw and honest. Uh, and that's refreshing. Yeah. People who say no to things. Yeah. That's that's a big thing that I think you and I are both doing. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of maturity itself when you're a 15 year old when you're a 20 something when you're a person who's doing everything for the first time that's what I look at my entire career as it's just like I'll figure it out I'll figure it out I'll figure it out uh it's madness and we're now at a point you and I have both paused great job you did it like how scary was that to to pause I didn't know I was doing it till after everything had already hit the fan. Yeah, but I'm glad <laughs> but you did. did. But I did. Thank you. Um, the It's such a terrifying thing to do uh, yeah. when you're in it. Like yeah. I, you know, I got divorced and closed yeah. my store in 2020 and it was a forced pause. Like I didn't want to pause, yeah. but forced pause. Yeah, <laughs> she was spiraling. Um, and it's not until afterwards you're like, damn, I really did need that. Did I lose a lot though? Yeah, sure. And maybe it was right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't. You needed to like find your humanness. Yeah. And also, so I've been doing these one-on-one calls when I'm kind of like, what is it that I want to do. And I'm like, I wrote a book. I don't know. I just really like people. I'd like to talk to people. So I've been doing, (laughs) I've been doing these one-on-one calls and luckily people want to talk to me. So like I've, I've got them scheduled. And today I noticed a theme in the people I was talking to the very, you know, similar age as us. And it's like, we spent all of this time building a beautiful life. And now we're being invited to learn how to live in the beautiful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And whether, you know, you could say like losing a business, employees, losing revenue, divorce, that is that part of building a beautiful life? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's inviting you into your truth. It's inviting you into like your wholeness, your expansion as a human, you know, on this planet. Um, but the, it's like that, just how we can intellectualize it, right? We can, we can know we can know I have this and I have that and I know this truth and I know that I know that I don't want to move from shame, from force, from pushing, from striving, but then how do I want to move? Just mm-hmm. because I know how I don't want to do it this time doesn't mean I know exactly what to yeah. do. <laughs> uh-huh. That rings. Ooh, ping. Yeah. The first time I went to uh, therapy in my 20s. Uh, my therapist said to me, I hear you saying everything you don't want to be and nothing that you do want to be. And uh, like, that is a wild thing to wake up to realize I've been living in opposition to things. I'm still not living from my authentic self. I'm not listening to my inner voice. I'm reacting towards everything. Oh, yeah. That's why you're so wise. Hmm. You are too, my friend. And it's really nice reading your book. It's just like listening to a friend. It's like listening to my inner voice being like, right? Right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You you like tarot. I love tarot. I see your beautiful uh, ancient ten card tarot spread in the background. It's so funny because I organized, I've been, uh, you know, and end of the year, I started just organizing when the beautiful thing that happened when I stepped away from the internet, stepped into healing was the inner artist in me that had just kind of gotten optimized out of the business. Nice. (laughs) Stealthy. She she back. She back. (laughs) And it's like, all the craft supplies, all the sparkles, all the art. I'm going to be a painter. I'm going to be a hand letterer. You can't tell me boo. Mm-hmm. I will do it, right? <laughs> because that, that reclaiming of self, that inner artist is so much that inner child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was organizing <laughs> all of these, you know, all of the things that I've brought back into my life as part of this healing. And I lined all my decks, all my Oracle and tarot decks up. Cause like, I didn't have them all in one place. There's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at my Trevor treasure trove, my uh, pile. <laughs> okay, yeah, she she's searching. Yeah, she's searching. It's, it's a sweet, it's a cute thing to see, you know, yourself growing up through all the things you've gathered. Okay, got it. But I feel like right now I was just doing some writing for my my tarot deck and workbook, which will come out next year. To wait I'm so, so long. I'm so excited. I'm Thank so you. excited. I'm so excited. Wait to hear your interpretation and like your insight. You're gonna, so you're gonna love it because I I speak a I lot know. to uh, mental health and try to tie in a lot with mental health and the history of all religions, how everything is kind of intertwined. Um, but something that I was writing about today was the hanged man. And in this moment, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like, yeah, mm-hmm. we have been in since 2020 we have been the hanged man we have been uh we've learned a lot we've grown up through the first cards of the major arcana we've been the full like we were in the full stage for a long time a long long time yeah and it's good to have that inner fool to keep things spicy but being at the point of the hanged man 
means that you've just like been through the wheel of fortune. You've been mm -hmm. through the tumultuous stuff and you're pausing and you're looking at everything that's experienced you've experienced in your life, but from a completely new perspective. I kind of like to think of it as you're in the same room and the room has always been lit from the ceiling with bright yellow light. And suddenly now it's like lit from the bottom with blue light and everything's still the same, but you you see shadows in a different way. You see behind things that you never saw behind. Everything's illuminated from a different perspective. And that's what it feels like you're at, I'm at, and culturally we are at, we're we're kind of freaked out and that, okay, we're still here, but everything's the same and different. And we need to go through this internal death and then move into temperance so that we can hone all of that, the stuff that is in our room, all of your decks are there for a purpose, but you need to use them in a new way and with a new perspective. And that's such an exciting and fruitful place to be, but it's also scary in a new way because we're used to being foolish and not knowing what we're doing next and everything's new. Now it's like, nothing is new. I know yeah. too much. Uh, how do I look at it in a new way? Is that what, what number is the hanged man? Is he 10? I think. I don't, I don't remember. What is it? Is it 12? I don't think it's 10, but I, cause I've been thinking <laughs> about the cycle, but mm -hmm. I love how you're talking about that because when you think about, um, like the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, like the magician, the fool, those are like in the first mm -hmm. six and they're very like action achievement oriented momentum. Outward. Building. Look at Outward. me. Look what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. And I, I haven't thought about it that way. So like, you're literally blowing my mind with that the hanged man i mean i've known duh he's the pause but truly like the place and you know and for those i'm sure your people are familiar but with like the major journey of the soul the major mm -hmm. arcana is what mm -hmm. we're talking about is that pause um i love you talking about the light source essentially changing mm-hmm um, because I've also, like I said, I've been, I've been taking art classes online. I'm like yes. beginner artist. I'm like, where's my light source? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I watch, um, well, when we get into your 52 list, uh, something on there that makes me really happy is watching Ink Master. And mm. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I love literally all reality TV, especially if they're making something. I just like, yeah. it's so tactile. So You know why I think we, I, you know, not to generalize, but I think one reason, because I like friendly competition-based reality mostly. So I love Drag Race or like Project Runway, where it's like you have a really beautiful talent, um, Glow Up, the makeup show, right? Mm -hmm. You have this beautiful talent. I don't love like... And no shade or shame because there's a place for it, but like Real Housewives, that's it's more stressful for me. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they talk about the light source so much. Like, well, where's your light source coming from? Where's your light source coming from? And it informing all of the decisions. Um, but with the reality TV, it's the I, I like to psychoanalyze everybody. I like to try to guess who's gonna win alone mm -hmm. based on their mental mindset. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, who's gonna tough this out? Who has who's done the emotional work? Who's been to therapy? Can you handle this? That's, that's oh. <laughs> he, he's got unresolved trauma. He can't sit yeah. alone for two weeks. 
he's out. He yep. taps out, right? Can't like- do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to have been through that first half of the major arcana to be able to pause in that hanged man state and be like, I see you. You're still at the full. You're still acting out mommy issues with uh, the empress. Um, The emperor is your daddy. Okay, the magician. Now you're like, oh, wow. You're like, woo, cool, crazy, performer. Like, (laughs) you, yeah, you're in that state right now of like, I see. I see what's going on. It doesn't mean I want to be in your place. I do not. I have been there. I can only judge because I have, I can be judged as well. Uh, But I just need to... (laughs) pull back and observe but that's what I think it's cool because that's what like tarot and essentially what we're talking about reality tv is they're just giving us archetypes yeah um and and those archetypes and Jungian psychoanalysis which I love Carl Carl Jung this theory of I'm not the villain and I'm not the hero I'm the villain I'm the hero I'm the sidekick I'm I'm the fool I'm the empress I'm the hanged man I'm all of it yep right um, and that's what I think can be, if we use it as the tool that it is to invite us into that self-reflection rather than to be in a place of judgment, which is separation, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, there's observing and then connecting and then there's judging, which is like, we're just going to separate yeah. these things. I'm, so I'm different. So <laughs> we're really, we, we watch. So what we're saying is we watch reality TV in a really enlightened, we spiritual do. way. <laughs> You know, we're just up on all pedestal. We're above this, and um, we see everything. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I never do any of that stuff anymore. Never. No, like, me I would never. No, I'm so above that. <laughs> well, that's also something that I love about your book. Like you, okay. So, Allison just wrote a book. You read it. You read that so fast. Thank you. I really You're didn't. So welcome. You have to, but thank you. I am a good interviewer. Yeah, you are. And a friend. I am real, you guys. <laughs> uh, okay, but it's how to silence your inner critic and step into your greatness. This has just been like I don't know. It's been so sweet to listen to as well. I've read some and I've also listened to some because it's fun to hear in your voice. Um, but it's just like yeah, it's wild. Like I'm lis- I'm literally listening to a friend talk so honestly about her life experiences and this journey that you know in a weird way by being these like mini public figures we have become little archetypes of the experiences of what women our age have gone through the expectations that we felt like we had to live up to the breakdowns and where we go next or figuring out all of our coping skills, the different mechanisms through which we can just get through life now that we've woken up to the reality of it all. Like you really explored that throughout the book. And one of, one of the parts I think that like spoke the most to me was when you talk about having panic attacks essentially for six months straight. And that was when I went to your store. That was that period of time. Oh, that was that when I went on that tour with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why our time together stands out so much. It was like this grounding, like loving break in between me just having panic attack after panic attack. So thank you for that because that was really right in the middle of that time. Mm, yeah, I I I parallel that. That was an insane time of my life as well. Like I was. We were both scrappy, and I think that's also something that I think we were probably both raised to be, 
Like I can make do. I can figure out how to transform this trash into treasure. Uh, I love to watch those home makeover shows where they just scrap things together and made it beautiful. That was like our identity. That's what we culturally were taught to be and do and something to be proud of, something to find kind of a false sense of pride in. Yeah. And I had my own kind of breaking point in 2017, right before I wrote 52 is for Calm, where I was having severe panic attacks day long to the point where I was just in bed for a few weeks. I couldn't go into my store. I couldn't run my staff. I just was completely paralyzed. How, like, do you feel like that was probably one of your biggest breaking points? Uh, but I don't know, was, what was also interesting to hear from you that I related to is you were like, this is just normal. Like, this is, this is just how I have to live is in a constant state of panic. Like, uh, why would, why would I change when this is just my norm? I think I was kind of doing the same. Like after that two week period of panic attacks, it went back to the same lifestyle, the same pressures. Well, and we got praised for it (laughs) Mm -hmm. nonstop. Like, like put on a pedestal and praised to the point where you're like, it, I must just be experiencing this incorrectly because the results are right. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I personally do. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you talk about 2017 um, because that period of about six months having so many anxiety attacks, that was probably 2014, 15, you know, kind of yeah. when – whenever I was there. And then at the end of 2017, so at the beginning of that year, that is when I stopped doing all these dance parties that were very draining, even though everybody wanted me to keep doing them. Mm -hmm. I stopped doing any sort of like influencer marketing. I was only going to make money selling courses and products. I I didn't want to do any ads or anything like that. Um, I started my Allison's brand school. I started my podcast. And then at the end of that year, it's not funny, but it, it's only funny because I'm about to say I got hit by a car when I was running. That's in the book too. So it's like, okay, I had all these anxiety attacks. Then what I did is I changed my thoughts to change my life. And I just micromanaged all of my thoughts and micromanaged and I did all it. my <laughs> And I feel like that's kind of like the step the first step in your self healing is you take your same way of being, which essentially is to shame and achieve and push um, and do that with your healing. Mm-hmm. Then you realize shaming myself into healing. That doesn't work either. Oh, and so when I, when I got hit, um, so I was on a run, it was December, it was cold, it was Christmas. And I just, I mean, I got hit, broken ribs, broken vertebrae. Um, did I slow down after that better? Let's, let's say I, I slowed down more than I did after all the anxiety attacks. Right. Um, but because of what happened at the end of 2017 and then the time it took to heal from that, which was years, um, it's interesting because as I took a break more recently and I was away, people are like, Oh yeah, you got hit by a car. And I was like, that was actually five years ago. Um, <laughs> yes, that that did happen, but it doesn't happen every time I take a break. And, yeah, and that's and it's interesting because it just shows how much people want like a physical. They like they need to have some sort of thing in their mind to be like, oh, that's why it happened. Yeah, you oh, can only stop if the world forces you to stop. 
Or you get hit by, by a car. physically breaking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. My, my bladder and internal organs stopped working. I had a completely dysregulated nervous system. I was unable to get out of bed for, for months, really. People are like, oh, from being hit by a car? And I'm like, no, 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 please do listen. It is from pushing myself the whole time. For trying to live up to the expectations that I've been building based on what a capitalist society says I have to be to be good. Capitalist. And, you know, I tend to be big feminine energy with big masculine energy. Yeah. And so there's a a part of that... um, shaming the feminine without realizing it in order to lean into that what you and I were laughing about before boss babe yeah where it's like okay well we're cool like we can only be successful in the way that it looks masculine but we are seeing and and not in gender right but in terms of energy yeah um, and we are seeing because culture will respect that they won't respect me if I'm giggling oh they don't and and they don't respect me in my flamboyant clothing. No, I'm sorry, color. How <laughs> dare you? They still, they still don't, by the way. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm working on it, but like, it's still, <laughs> um, you know, people will think that my book is for women. And I'm like, why? Do I speak just to women? Is there any gender or there, do I use pronouns? I've never used gender specific pro- I'm like, I'm ahead of the curve. I never used gender specific <laughs> pronouns because I didn't like being put into those boxes. Yeah. Um, and, but yet that has been the model of success. So we were emulating it, not even aware that we were pushing down certain parts and amplifying certain parts. So I think that's also been part of what's confusing because that, that very masculine energy, which is like, you know, the branches of the tree reaching, 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 growing, 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 but neglecting the roots, Mm -hmm. which is more of that, you know, Pachamama, mother earth energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of learning how to, I don't know, feel it all, be it all, right? It's a special space to step into. And I think also a part of that, like moving on from the hanged man being like, oh, I am, I am all, I am everything. I am not just the empress. I am not just the emperor. I hold all these identities. I hold all of these past selves and I take them with me. And it is for yeah. the world's benefit that I have multiplicity yeah so here I'm gonna ask you a question I don't know where you want to go but that now that I have you here I'm like well can Maria just tell me what to do with my life um (laughs) 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 no it's fine I won't listen no I will um (laughs) so I I love this idea though like in this hanged man energy and I did a 2023 reading for myself um and and it was like card of the year and it was freaking reverse chariot and I was just like, of course, you're going to be a stupid chariot. Um, but <laughs> Go fast, but backwards. <laughs> yeah, but backwards. But also, so I find myself in this position. It's given, me a, it's given me a lot of good insight as to like kind of what I'm feeling right now, which is a little bit like what I t- talked about where I'm like, I know that I don't want to continue the way that I was. Mm-hmm. I do know that I have value not in terms of like I create value with money, but like I have wisdom and lived experience and a lot of empathy and compassion that yeah. I would love to share. Um, I want to do it in a kind and compassionate way. And I do think there's a little bit of me 
that died. Definitely that died, which is that like, let's go start another thing. Where I'm like, I could do anything. I can, I, I've been thinking about starting a daily email, like a, like just cause I want to give in that way. That's not on social media. I've been thinking about, I can do an in-person event. I can throw a 700 person dance party. I, I can, I, I can literally do anything. Yeah. Right. It's like, um, it's a beautiful space of abundance to be sitting in. And also you can drown in it at the same time. Cause yeah. you're like, and which rock do I grab onto which floating device it is? <laughs> yes. And especially it was such, it was such a learned, learned, learned to, you know, indirectly answer your question. Like what helped me pause? And I'm like, well, part of it, it was like getting hit by a car slowed me down. And then when the big stuff came up, um, this, like a lot of soul stuff came up, I was able to recognize it. I was able to realize like flashbacks, what flashbacks were with trauma. It really helped me recognize trauma that needed healing because Mm -hmm. of, um, because I got hit by a car, I knew what flashbacks were. And because I knew what flashbacks were, I was like, Oh, (laughs) and that's real. And it's not cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but really that's so like, I'm like, I wouldn't take any of it back, like in order to heal. But there is a little bit, and I think this is kind of the conundrum of midlife where you're like, I don't have that fool's um, optimism or even that naivety or even the like, yeah, I know I could, I got the book deal. That was the dream. I got the dream. I got the dream. Mm -hmm. The dream was the book deal. Mm -hmm. I wrote the book. Really Mm -hmm. proud of the book. And then what is my life now? Just marketing? I guess I need a new dream. Yeah. Marketing the book does not get me out of bed. No, like, no, <laughs> no. Like, yeah, my like, I have there have been points my books have done amazingly well, but also I was hustling so hard I, during the I height of them. You did that. You're a I, genius. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I was writing these things as coping mechanisms for my stress, and they were doing so well because we were all collectively stressed. And the journal that you filled out, 52 is for happiness, that hit a year after it came out, like it hit number 50 on all of Amazon books. Then a year later, it hit number two out of all books in 2017, the year that I also was at my lowest. So it's like I was getting that, (sighs) I wasn't needing to market my books, but that's uh, because I was drowning in all of the other stuff I was trying to hold up and I'm, and I'm can be successful and I can do all the things at the same time. I will never, I have promised myself, I will never go back to working as hard as I worked at that point in life because I was killing myself. Yeah. I was going to the ER being like, I don't know what's wrong and they can't figure it out. Why was my whole body breaking out in some sort of hives or thing that they can't diagnose. Why is it that like my internal organs are shutting down? Uh, Why do I have precancerous polyps in my intestines? All of these things were a part of hustle culture and I will not go back. Yeah. I will not. And also I'm at a grounded state now where I'm alive and I am getting out of bed in the morning. Um, But what do I do? What what's the next thing? Yes, I'm well enough. I'm well enough to get out of bed. And I'm good. I'm well okay. 
I'm able to have conversations. The, the, I call them my power hours I've been doing and they've been so helpful because I can talk to people and not carry it the, the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally a mind blowing phenomenon to have, to not have attached any identity or value or meaning. They paid me. I, I did it as affordable as possible. My ego is like, you could make seven times this and you have for the same thing. And I'm like, but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> None of this matters. <laughs> what matters is the conversation. And then the fact that I'm able to do it and feel good after it's like so crazy. Awesome. But I do think there's like a part of me and maybe you relate to this as well as we talked about manic and mania where I'm like, but I also do have quite a bit of energy and I get, I like having a lot of projects. So it's like finding that balance of a compassionate amount, a stimulating amount of projects, mm-hmm. uh, the, the brass tacks of, uh, I do operate a business, so to speak, yep. even though it changes in this dynamic. I, you know, I have a virtual, uh, employee and she's so helpful and awesome, but yeah, like what's it all about? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> can you tell me the meaning of life, please? <laughs> Hello, Maria. Um, uh, could you please? <laughs> so which card is the one that just says like, and here's your purpose. Yeah, uh, I know. Oh, wait, there's no card for that. Damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, we grew up also with our parents, the boomer generations, those lucky mm-hmm. little bitches. They grew yeah, up right? in the one period of all of history where they were just kind of taken care of. It's It worked yeah. out for their one group, not before, not after. So yeah. they gave us these narratives of like, you'll find a job. And then you do the job and then you retire and then you go to sleep. Like that's their existence. Congrats. I'm so happy for you, but we are not of that generation. We're the scrappy ones. We're like, I want to make that work and I'll figure that out and I'll change that thing. and I'll do the thing. So we don't have one life purpose. We have so many and we have to figure it out for ourselves. And that's exhausting. Um, but it also is powerful. It means that we are in the ones in control of our own narrative. We're the ones who are in control of our own purpose and it's scary as shit. It is a lot to have to ever evolve in figuring out what your purpose is. So yeah, you have just written a book. You did the thing. Yeah. Now what? Well, what this, this is my game plan. Here's the game plan. Got it. The game plan is how do I, like the game plan is like, how do I want to feel versus like what, like it's just the value driven propulsion system. So like the propulsion system used to be achievement results. Um, That's what propelled me. That's what pushed me. That's what gave the motivation. And so what I'm, and you know, I'm just trying this out. I'll keep everybody posted. But what I'm essentially experimenting with now is different propulsion systems. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are, um, like being in flow and, and being in ease. Yes. But there also is this balance of structure. So it's like this scaffolding that for me, I find there's like a little bit of scaffolding and then the flow is even more free. So trying to get those pieces of scaffolding in place. So 
So there's like a loose structure to, to live and breathe within so that it doesn't feel so chaotic, like a chaos monster. Mm-hmm. But I also, if I try to make it too rigid, I freaking, I lose Then it. you turn I into rebel. a chaos monster. I, I rebel so hard yeah. and I turn into like this teenager who's like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> me too. If like, if I, I'm very good at organizing, I literally am a master list maker. I've created planners. I've done the whole thing. Professional. But also, I can get so obsessive that I then feel like I've created my own, like, box of hell where everything is so planned that I'm like, I need to tear everything down and then just run through a field naked. I can't. Like, it's, (laughs) woo, woo, she's a Gemini. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Like, I have. Are you a Gemini? I am a Gemini. I'm so so I don't know if this will surprise you. I'm very Scorpio. I'm I'm my husband's a Gemini. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My ex-husband is a Scorpio. I'm a Gemini. Uh, I have a lot of Scorpios in my life because I love you know I feed off of that like intensity. It's yeah, intense, we're all scheming. We are the schemers. <laughs> we are the schemers, and we're always coming up with new ideas. And we can't not. That's a part of who we are. Yes. Uh, but also, like, I think what I have kind of learned in the last, like, the word that I kind of always go back to now as of, like, 2021, you know, after the the intensity of 2020 and then 2021 was like, can we, can we pull ourselves up from the ashes uh-huh. is self-regulation. Mm-hmm. I am thinking about, like, that is, that is my goal now, period is how do I self-regulate? Because I accept fully that I am a rebel. I want to fuck shit up. It's fun. It's interesting. It's spicy. You're a Scorpio. You like, you're calculating with your little, your, your hand bits, but then your tail is like, but also. (laughs) I'm a maniacal (laughs) overlord. I really, I'm like, no, there's no plan. I don't have a plan. Tell me what to do. And I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean both. I do mean it. Yeah. And at our roots, like, we are, thank freaking goodness, we are kind-hearted people who, like, uh, I don't know, we are, yeah, like, we're able to look at corruption and be like, and this is what my evil is for, is to take corruption down. I don't want to be a part of creating it. I want to take the take it down. I want to equalize. I want to provide. I see that in both of us. We are both like provider mentality. We are I both. I really like that because that gives me like a like a yeah like a, like we need that fire. I yeah. need that fire. Otherwise, burn it. Yeah, I don't want to be sedated. I want to yeah. be regulated. Which means I need to have, I need to have some fire in my life. I need some fire. I need to burn some things down. I also need grounding. I also need the smoothness, the flow of water. I also need the experimentation in the magical realm of air. I need all those, those four to feel like each one is fueled. I can't just be in a lazy river. It's not my energy. Yeah. I need to, I need to blow some shit up. So, yeah. 
I think yeah, that's I think not. let's let's burn shit. Let's blow shit up. I really that's good. <laughs> that makes me happy. Because because truly like being driven from the achievement, which is like which isn't evil in and of itself. Achieving stuff feels good. It's, it's validating. Fine. It's fine. But it just doesn't do it for me anymore. Yep. Because um, you're like it just do it for me anymore. Yeah, I am not uh I don't want to be ego driven. I have already I've yeah, had my ego training. deaths and I'm like, I don't fuck I'm not I, I don't care. Every, every time I say that my like I'm like, well that ego died and I'm just yeah. like I have no more ego to die. It's shocking. I still find it, but it's yeah. it comes it pops up. It's again Scorpios and Gemini's. She'll still boop shoot up there and they'll be like, All right, okay. Stop. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I think um I do like using, I really identify with Ursula, and I really do like using <laughs> that octopus villain energy. You know, she's a sea witch, mm-hmm. right? It won't cost much, just your voice, but you know, in all of the best ways of <laughs> Ursula, <laughs> just tearing down corruption rather than tearing down innocent little mermaids, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, I like yeah. that. I feel really good about that. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, this has been great. Problem solved. So, cool. I'll see you later. Great. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the Robin Hood. I like the Ursula. I think there are so yeah. many different archetypes of uh, people who use, you know, be. it's so important to be honest with the things that fuel you. Uh, I I am such an introvert, I but I also love people. I love people and I love chatting with people. I'm going to be so anxious until I finally chat with someone and then I'm so excited and I'm going to go be quiet. Like it's, I have volatile energy in that way. And if I can figure out how to use it for my benefit and for the benefit of others without draining myself, again, regulation, how just like making sure that I put, I have many cups and all of my cups are full if I keep my eye on that table of cups, then I feel really good. And that's what I want every day to feel like for me. That's beautiful. I don't have, yeah, I don't have, I miss having like one big, huge dream to shoot for so much. That is, that can be a fun thing, but it also can create such heavy, dark pits of sadness. Yeah. I now just, am like, okay, I have, I have 24 hours in this day. What are just some different little cups that I want filled and how can I look at all of them and feel so proud of myself that I filled them? I want to light a little fire over here. I want to douse a little water over there. I want to plug that in to make sure that she's not totally drained. Yeah, that's, I was like, wait, this this is working perfectly. Where I was like, how is this not plugged in? There we go. Ting! A ding! <laughs> exactly. How do I how do I create those little ding 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 throughout my day so that at the end of the day I look at my list of things and I'm like, wow, I am satiated. Yeah. I like, think that's really beautiful. We want to be, we're hungry beings. Yeah. I, that's what I just like had to land on. And and I think that's also part of the um that's one reason why I love the archetypes so much is like I really, really love the concept of unconditional love mm-hmm. and how can, cause especially with healing, um, like you can't heal without unconditional love. Um, and what I mean by unconditional love in this sense is like 
when you go to a service provider, like I went to this chiropractor and she was great. And after a few sessions, she was kind of like, well, you need to get over this, this thing. And I was kind of like, well, I just found out about it in my head like three weeks ago. And I don't actually, cause I was in a place where I was like, I don't agree with you. Normally I would have been like, Oh my gosh, I, sh- I should be over this. I shouldn't feel and that's shame. Yeah. Horrible trauma. Right. Shame um, on me for having shame. Shame on me. And I was able to see that with her, I was like a service provider who has shame around pain. I can't, I can't do service providers that are going to put their shame around pain on me in this, in this time of healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so is then I want to go out and provide any help healing that I can. That's, that's for me, like that, um, the kind of the barometer check-in is, is like, where am I at with my unconditional love? Like how conditional is my love for myself? Oh, it's pretty conditional because I'm pretty mad about the next size of pants and the next size and the next size, right? Like, or whatever the condition, whether it's body, whether it's money, whether it's, um, friendships, whatever those conditions are that I'm, I'm valuing myself at, um, to be able to show up for myself with that unconditional love, it's, it's so motivating because when you're around people who have that, you just, ah, oh, you just feel it. Yeah. You just feel it. Um, and so not like I just, you know, expect everyone around me to have unconditional love, but like, if that's something that I can put into the world, um, but it really does start with me providing it to myself. So yeah. I, I, I love your idea with, especially with the four, the four, you know, suits of the tarot as a, a very organized way to check it rather than abstract, right? Mm-hmm. I'm good at abstract, but that's a good, that's a good practical <laughs> application. I love that. You want well, to talk about your list? Speaking of organized. <laughs> I know. I was like, I had so much fun doing my list. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm dedicated. You're I'm going to do, do it. it. Yes. I really am. I'm very okay. excited. Well, I'm. I want to hear what is on your list number one from the 52 list for happiness. List what makes you happy right now. Okay. So this was so perfect because that is really like the space I'm in right now is I'm like, what does make me happy? Like this was such a right good now. question. Right this, now. And I even put on there exercise and then crossed it out <laughs> because exercise has always made me happy and I'm in this weird place where it doesn't right now yeah. and I just um be honest with it it's a whole thing and I wrote exercise and then I crossed like, it out no. because you said right now now so I'm right now happy. yeah okay, okay read it off okay, yep I'll read it off making people dinner oh I really love making people soup and bringing it to them it's like my favorite oh I love that <laughs> I'm gonna sound 300 years old right now. No, Embra- please. Embroidery. Mm-hmm. Helping people see themselves in a new way. Mm-hmm. Color. Beads. <laughs> I do love beads. I love them. <laughs> uh, flowers. <laughs> Knowing where everything is. Organized stewardship. So I like this idea. It's like I'm a steward of these belongings and I like to, to hold responsibility mm-hmm. for them. I put ink master. <laughs> making me happy yep um romance fantasy novels uh my nails <sighs> having space to be available um my cats 
straightforward relationships, tarot, mm. painting, the sun, um, pretty girl energy. It's this song that I really like right now. It's oh, it's pretty girl era. It's like this is my pretty girl era. I just like I just really like to I support it. Um, being in my body, feeling grounded, knowing what my job is and doing it, magic, practical magic, Greek mythology, and uh what did I say that I can't read what that one says? Something about cathartic. Like, I don't know what that says. <laughs> you just went loose. You just I went really loose. <laughs> She went fully limp after being like, wow, I feel good. I feel good here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like like, what what I was trying to write is like, I like when I can like, like when you and I both were just like, oh, let's burn shit. Like (laughs) I can, when I can help somebody into that space or join somebody in that space, I love it. Yeah. Like check. It's a thrill. It feels like it's, it feels productive. I think that's like a powerful thing growing up for me. Again, growing up in a religious culture was like, I tried to never be angry growing up because I thought anger is bad. Yeah. Can't be mad. Yeah. Can't be mad because that makes me bad. Um, Mm -hmm. And that means I hurt people. and I never want to hurt anybody. I am a sweet, tender person. Also, you need the fuel and the fire of anger sometimes you need it to propel you through different situations. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing to, again, I think being at the point of hanged man to embrace every emotion and to understand whatever emotion you're experiencing, even anxiety, even sadness, even fear, even anger, all of it has a purpose within you. It is a balance. It's a yin and yang to other emotions. They all need to be together. And to deny one is to deny the entire self. You need it all in all of your complexities, just like you need all of those things that bring you joy. You need the balance of Ink Master and beads. Do they? Does it make sense? No, but that's what makes you so magical and so unique. Because, like, how fun is it? It's, like, such a fun thing to witness someone in their joy about a very specific thing you've never thought about. That is one of my favorite things. It's so fun. I had a friend in high school who literally had the worst singing voice in the world. But I'd beg her to scream, sing country music in the car because I just loved witnessing her, like, passion, even though it was terrible. The yeah. sound was terrible, but she was so happy. And that's such a fun thing to show up to. I love that. I think, um, you know, we were talking about, like, being essentially kind of like, I, did you watch the new, like, it's Glass Onion? Yeah. The new, like, mer- and mm-hmm. they, they have that whole disruptor speech where they, mm-hmm. so I keep thinking of that word disruptor <laughs> and then, like, mocking it because of the movie. But, mm-hmm. like, but this idea of essentially disrupting, bringing, bringing down corruption or bringing healing, right? Um, but I lost my train of thought with the Glass Onion reference. With- I took my... Yeah, I was going to say, with all of that, it's like, it's essential <laughs> that there be a person who's obsessed with beads in the world of disruptors. It's essential yeah. that there yeah. are all these individuals with all these specific weird little passions well, because and that's, together. That's, that's the thing that's so cool is it can sound, and I'm saying this for myself, essentially to remind myself mostly, but hopefully it's helpful that 
it doesn't have to be as exhausting as like taking a sledgehammer and like walking up and like, it doesn't have to be sledgehammer deconstruction. It can, you like you showing up excited about the hanged man, which is uh, like an example of a very specific thing to be mm-hmm. excited about. Yeah. I also am very excited about the hanged man. Um, <laughs> but even just the example or the model of somebody living with passion is so, is such a good disruptor. Yes. Um, just living in that, like living in that true passion and that unconditional acceptance of self of I can be mad, I can be sad, I can be a bitch and I can be a delight and I get Mm -hmm. to be it all, Mm -hmm. right? And Uh, we want all of that. By you being all of those selves, it gives validation for someone else to be all of themselves. Yeah, and and it's just a good, it's just, I feel like it's a good reminder for me really to be like, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like that, that can be the plan. Like that is a really good plan. Like that is enough of a plan for me, right? Personally, maybe other people need more, but that's about all I need. Um, This is, this makes me excited for you to hopefully fill out more lists from the journal, but even that, like, I'm in, I think it's wild to just see stuff on a page to see the variety of what makes you happy right now. To then realize like, oh my, again, in this hangman state, we have collected so much. So to get it all out on paper and to see it all there then does make us realize that instead of worrying about our lives being full enough, we can literally look down and be like, oh, I'm so full of so much. I I love that because that's, I think, you know, we're coming at it from slightly different ways, but the similar intention, it's like the intention of the book is you're already awesome is to move, to shift. There's 12 shifts in the book, right? It's to move you out of um, that achievement results oriented way of being. um, And you just come back to, I'm good. And I'm good. And these 10 people actually think I'm horrible and hate me. Still good. right? Like still good. I'm already awesome. And that's what I I really love about your list. And I feel like it's a similar thing um, where you're just being invited into the present to what is. Yeah. Um, And so I'm super, I'm super, super excited to, to, like I told you, I'm all in and I'm very intense. So if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Damn it. Me too. Scorpios and Geminis unite. These yes. are a great, you know, these are a great pair, just like us. We're a great pair. They go oh so cute. That gorgeous. Complimentary. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. What? Oh, wow. Branding. Well, I feel like this is a great place to end. It has been such a joy to chat with you. It is, you know, we are similar spirits. We are. We've probably been called many things from a manic pixie dream girl to an empath uh, to extra spicy to colorful to, uh, you know, from the nicest words to the not so nice words. Uh, We've uh, been it all. I love how you just don't care about what anybody thinks. <laughs> like, oh, and shit. You, and then, well, <laughs> and, and I, yes. Yeah. And also, what I, do you I, what do you mean by that? I actually care mean? about everything. I actually care about everything, but I'm trying to not care about anything. That's actually who I am. Uh, but I'll keep, I'll keep dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a joy to chat with you. 
I'm so happy we got to hang. It feels like we're just picking back up the last time we hung out in my old storefront. So like seven years ago, eight years ago. And I'm so, I don't know. I'm just so happy you're in my orbit and let's keep, keep being pals. KIT. (laughs) Congrats Uh, on your book. Thank you. Official ending. Unofficial ending. Um, Unofficial (laughs) ending. Seriously, this is so great. Thank you. I really have been thinking about you because I know how successful your, your book lists are and your books. And I, I like put the book out. And this is what I did not realize. I mean, I did, but I, I wasn't in a headspace. It's like, I really believed if I wrote the book inspired, it's very channeled, it flowed, you know, 90,000 words in like a month, just I'm right? going to do it. Yeah. Um, that then God was just going to take care of all of the marketing and the fact that I hadn't <laughs> been online and the fact that this whole community of people that I thought I'd been building up for a decade actually didn't care when I wasn't around. <laughs> little things like that. And so just in a little bit of a space where I'm like, I thought we had an agreement here. Like I, I do work. It does well. We agree. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, we agreed. And I'm just a little confused on the agreement, right? So yeah. people are like, well, how's the book doing? I don't know. Yeah. I actually couldn't tell you. The world uh, of authorship is so, it is like, the- just in the think- ethers. What do you think sells the book? What do you think sells the book? What sells the book? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All we can do is just make something that we genuinely love like that that was my agreement to myself with my first journal as I was like this is a tiny little deal with a little local publisher this might be my only thing I ever make so I'm just gonna put my whole heart into this thing and Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens and uh like life things just things happen you're out here here you're here by just being here, by showing up as yourself, you are marketing your work. This is where and you and I... That's the only way I want to do it. That's the only way we'll do it. Yeah. Right? I, I just want to be myself and yeah. take it or leave it. I made another list inspired by your list where I just had a minute between calls and I wrote this list where I said, feel like I should do and then I want to do yeah and on the field like I should do it was sell my book do my podcast and sell my awesome on demand it's like an audio thing and then I was like what I want to do is host craft nights so I think that's actually yep yep this is where personal narrative and specific words are so important there's lots of things we should do but without hosting that craft night you will not have the fire to do the stuff you should do so So prioritize your want so that yeah. way your little spicy Scorpio-ness can feel ignited. And then you're like, then you just have the energy to do the stuff you're supposed to do. Thank you. I've been really mad at some Sagittariuses who did me really dirty. Some Sag, I call them my dirty little Sages. They're just dirty little Sag. Mm-hmm. And, but my daughter's also a dirty little Sag. And I've been trying to focus on that energy. And it's interesting because that's very fire energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my rising I- sign. It's the... I'm going to make something and I'm going to drop it and I'm going to run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <just> says, nah. <laughs> um, you're just so 
great. I love you so much. I love you too. When I'm an organized human, I will invite you on my podcast. So I will keep you posted. Come on mine. Thank you for including me. And I'm on your team. Honestly, anything you need anytime. Likewise. Likewise. We are, we have been through it. And we're still going. Our timelines are pretty crazy. Going. We're still here. Tell me, don't you have a new love? I do, and I moved in with her. Tell me your name. Her name is Vic, and I love her so much. She's my sweet honey. She is, my type is like, no matter the gender, I am pansexual, apparently. It took me a long time to figure out. But as long as they embody. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I just know that my, the person, the type of people I'm attracted to are like grandpas at heart. Just. (laughs) (laughs) She's a grandpa at heart. You know, she loves, she made her quilts. She's very masculine looking, but she is the tenderest honey. My little tender honey on the inside. And I love that. For you. When, uh, when you posted that you had like a new, I just was like, so happy. I love when people find their person. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. It's a journey and I made it and we're going to get a dog this week. Yeah, you are. We're doing it. We moved in together. Going to get a doggy. You know, wholesome stuff, everybody. <laughs> wholesome. Real wholesome. Okay. Oh, hey, I love your guts. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and you so much. All things life. Thank you for being you. You're a treasure. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Recording.